Very good. That was good singing. We'll have a wee word of prayer, and then we'll seek to read God's word. Our Father in heaven, we come before you tonight, Lord, and we thank you that we can be found here in this prayer meeting tonight. And we thank you, Lord, even as we sing the hymn, Lord, we have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll. And Lord, we thank you that we can come to that one Lord who is our anchor, Lord. The one Lord who we can put our trust and our confidence in. And Lord, we just come here tonight and we ask, Lord, that you will give each one of us help, Lord, even tonight as we gather around your word. Lord, as your word is read, Lord, that you will make the pages of it real, Lord, to each and every heart here tonight. May each one of us have eyes, Lord, to see Christ speaking to them. For thy word does say, Lord, where the two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. Lord, you're here tonight, Lord, and we ask, Lord, that you will give wisdom, Lord, even as I say these few words, Lord, Bring all to my remembrance, Lord. May everything be said and done to the honour and glory of your name. And Lord, we ask that you will, even in the time of prayer, Lord, give us a time of refreshing, Lord, as we meet with thee. For we ask all these things in thy lovely name. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you, if you turn to the book of Hebrews, in the chapter 13, Hebrews chapter 13, we're just going to read one verse of scripture here tonight, it's good to see you all here, we uh, got started eventually, but I'm not prolonging these, don't worry, keep it short. Hebrews chapter 13, and uh, we're going to commence reading. We're only going to read the one verse, and it is the verse 8 of Hebrews chapter 13. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. I would say this is a verse of scripture that most of you will have heard quoted at some stage or another in your life. And I'd say maybe in the book of Hebrews, one of the most well-known verses in it. And uh, as we sang that hymn tonight, will your anchor hold in the storms of life? It's a question. Will your anchor hold? And it's a question to each one of us here tonight, wherever you be in life, will your anchor hold in the storms of life? But in this verse, we get an answer. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. One of the great promises of the Bible and one that we can rely on. But if you notice the course when we were singing, it says, we have an anchor that keeps the soul didn't say we have an anchor that keeps the body, 
But we have an anchor that keeps the soul. And the soul will live on for eternity, but the body won't. And this verse it says, is the same yesterday, today and forever. We're in a changing world. Our bodies change. Some of us is getting older. We all are, some older than others. But we can't stop it. We're in a changing world. Time keeps moving on. But this verse tells us Jesus Christ isn't. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the anchor of our soul. What is the purpose of an anchor? Well, then the purpose of an anchor in a ship is to hold it in position, to let the anchor down. The anchor can weigh several hundreds of tons, thousands of tons. Well, it's hundreds, I think the heaviest one is 38, 36 ton, I think, for an anchor. The chains weigh a serious amount of weight too, and they're dropped down into the ocean bed to hold the ship when the winds and the currents come along that the ship will not move. Some of these ships are thousands of tons and this anchor will keep them safe. And it's not, a, it's not a big thing compared to the size of the ship. But if you had it on its own, as I say, 36 ton, it's a fair lump of steel. Most of them steel, some of them is made out of wood. But it holds the ship in place. And that is what Christ is to the Christian here tonight. He is an anchor to us when the storms of life come and the storms of life do come in all shapes and sizes to each one along life's way. But if we keep our trust in him, he will keep our course. No matter where the storms come, blow, hard, slow, up or down, Christ is unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But as I've said this, you'll notice there's three periods of time. There's yesterday, which is gone. There is today, which we are in, the present. And then there is forever, which is the future. Why does it matter that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Yesterday is when Christ showed us his history and what it is really like. Today, the present, is where we come here tonight. We have fellowship with him. As I said in my prayer, where the twos or threes are gathered together, there he is in the midst the future. What does the future hold for us that are saved by God's grace, everlasting hope and joy? And uh, we're just going to take a wee look at these three periods of time and see what the Bible teaches us, which is the Word of God, on these three periods of time. And the first one we'll look at is the past, the yesterday. And if you turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 3, it will give us a brief look at some of the past. 
And we're reading from the verse 11. And this is the story of Moses, who is leading the children out of Egypt. And as you know, Moses didn't want to go before Pharaoh. And uh, it says, And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon the mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent you sent me unto you. And this is the same Jesus that we're talking about in the book of Hebrews. And Moses was, I suppose, coming back to the children, the leaders of the children of Israel, and he was going to tell them that he was going to take them out of the land of Egypt. He was going to, as you know, the story of the ten plagues, he'd went before Pharaoh. But he wanted to say, he was asking God here, what am I going to tell the people of Israel? Who am, who, who's telling me to do this? Who is this person? And God said unto him, I am that I am. The I am of the Bible, which is God himself. And if you look over in John 8 and 58, says, I am before Abraham was even here. So the people, Moses was wanting to tell the people who was sending them to do this. And I suppose he wanted to have authority to say, who has authority to send me to do this? It's a bit like we come in the night and we're moving the chairs here. And I suppose if I had to come in and said, no, nobody will move the chairs. And then Somebody comes in and says, well, there ever McIntyre says, all the chairs must be moved and up the stairs. Somebody with authority said that, so you'll go and do it. And it's the same with Moses. But this is the same God that we're talking about in Hebrews that led them out of Egypt then by Moses, who took them out of Egypt and into the wilderness. And he said to them that this was the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the same I am, it was for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then, if you turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 29 and the verse 5, I think this is one of the great statements that amazed me when I think of the story of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. And as you all know, there were 40 years in the wilderness. And this is to show who the God of yesterday is and what the God of yesterday could do. In the verse 5, And I have led you forty years in the wilderness. Your clothes are not waxen old upon you, and thy shoe is not waxen old upon thy foot. So in the forty years that this God led them through the wilderness, their clothes never got old. The same clothes that on them never waxen old. 
the same shoes had on them, had never waxed and old upon their foot. For forty years they wore the same garments. This is the God of yesterday. This is what he can do. And maybe some of you are thinking maybe he could do that for us today. There's a lot of ones buy clothes and shoes on a regular basis. But that shows you what God was capable of doing. You leave his pair of shoes or anything sitting out for a period of time outside. They'll soon rot away. But this is the God that we're talking about in Hebrews. Then we think of Jesus in the flesh. This is before Jesus was born. And we think of him in the flesh, how he was born. Born of a virgin and he walked upon earth. This again is from yesterday, history. This is the same Jesus. Left the realms of glory, come down here. Was in the temple. We heard of how he was in discussing with the people in the temple at the age of 12. And then in Luke 4 we read, how he was tempted by the devil, yet without sin. And this is the same Jesus, the same God that Moses led them out of, the, out of Egypt and into the wilderness. And this is the same Jesus that we talk of in John 11, when we read about when he was walking upon this earth in John chapter 11, and this Lazarus, Mary and Martha's brother, had died and uh, Martha went out to meet her Lord and uh, she spoke to him in the verse 23 and Jesus said unto her thy brother will rise, shall rise again Martha said unto him I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe. Again, the I am. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. The same I am that Moses was told to tell the children of Israel. But this is the same Jesus here that's saying, I am the resurrection and the life. And he said unto Martha, do you believe? And she said, yea, Lord, I do believe. And then if you turn over the verse, or over the page, to verse 39, Jesus said, take ye away the stone, Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Did she believe it was the same God? If she believed it was the same God, why did she tell him not to take the stone away? And it's a bit like us sitting here tonight. We think of the story of Moses taking the children of Israel out of Egypt do we believe? We say we do. But when it comes to the point of taking the stone away, do we really believe or have we a doubt in our mind? And that's the God of the past, the God of our flesh. And he come as a babe in a manger, and this is what he done. 
And this is what he can still do today. And we all have memories of the past. And they're all behind us. But we can't change them. But Jesus says, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the second one we'll look at is the present, today. How do we know the Jesus of today? His Spirit dwells within us. Tells us in John chapter 14, in the verse 13. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that shall I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. The Comforter abides with us forever. Today, even the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, and can come to you. So that's the, the God of today. He dwelleth with us, and he shall be with you. And We're here at a prayer meeting tonight. Today, we can talk to our Lord. Today, as Luke 18 says, men ought always to pray and not to faint. This is the same Jesus that Moses led him through the wilderness, that raised Lazarus from the dead, that we can pray here tonight. And he gave us a comforter, that spirit to dwell within us. And... It's like in the month of May, the Reverend McIntyre gets people to give their testimony. He's transforming lives today. He transformed lives in the Bible. He's still transforming lives today. People get up and give their testimony of how God changed them. And in Genesis 8, in the verse 22, he says, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. In a couple of weeks, we're going to have a harvest Thanksgiving in here. Excuse me. We're going to bring fruits to the land. Whatever God has prospered us. He said it will not cease. This is the God of the day. He's given us a harvest this year. Same as last year. Same as the year before. This is the same Jesus. He's promised. These are promises of God. And he's the same God that will give us the harvest next year. And I was looking up that harvest hymn that we sing, and it's we plough the fields and scatter, the good seed on the land, but is fed and watered by God's almighty hand. He sends the snow in winter. That's today. We get the snow today. We get the winter. We get the warmth to swell the green, the breezes and the sunshine, the soft, refreshing rain. We've got plenty of the rain there this last couple of days. But that's the same God that is yesterday and today. That's the God that we are here tonight to meet. And it says at the very end of that, and what thou most desirest, our humble, thankful hearts. And as we come here tonight, we'll remember those promises that we have today. Another promise that God has given us is the rainbow for today. We see the rainbow from time to time in the sky. God promised 
I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token, token of a covenant or promise between me and the earth. Between God and the earth. That's today. We are in the earth today. God has given us that promise for today, the rainbow, that he'll not flood the ground again. And it says in the Psalm 34 in the verse 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. That's for today. Yet your dinner tonight, you tasted the food that went into your mouth tonight. You hadn't the taste from yesterday. Are you having the taste for tomorrow? Unless you got a very bad dinner yesterday now. But it's the taste for today. Go taste and see that the Lord is good. His goodness is first hand to each one of us that we put our trust in him, even as we come here tonight. Travelling mercies, we come here. His goodness to us. We had the food to eat. We have a home to put our heads in. We have a bed. Those are the, the, the promises for today. And it's the same God. In Daniel 5 and the 23, and in the God whose hand the breath is and whose are all his ways hast thou not glorified. He holds our breath today in his hand. Each one of us here tonight sitting breathing and God of today has given us this same Jesus that we're talked about in Hebrews. He's the same yesterday, today. He gives us the very breath that's in our bodies tonight. And then the future. What does he say about the future? Only God knows the future. And I suppose it's one of them things everybody would love to know what's going to happen tomorrow or what's going to happen next year. We were up at the sheepdog trials there on Saturday. There was a van parked in the field. Tell your future. Come in here. I didn't see many going in. But there again, people want to know what the future is about. And in the verse... Genesis 9, where he said about the rainbow in the verse 16, it says, And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant, the promise, between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. That's the future, the everlasting covenant, forever and forever, which means eternity. Our hope for eternity is everlasting joy and a future in heaven. In Isaiah 9 and the verse 6, which is read at Christmas time, it says, For unto us a child is born. That's yesterday. A child was born yesterday. Unto us a son is given. The son is with us today. He intercedes at the right hand of God even tonight as we pray. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. The Everlasting, that's the future, Everlasting, never-ending Father. That's eternal, that's for the future. He's always there. Habakkuk 3 in the verse 6 tells us, His ways are everlasting for eternity. The Reverend McIntyre was preaching on God's mercy. Sunday nights, what did he say? It's everlasting. It's for the future. It's never ending. That's the future. That's the same God that we're talking about in Hebrews. It's the same yesterday, today, and he's going to be the same forever. God is our refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Again, everlasting arms. They're not arms that's going to hold us up for a day or hold us up yesterday. 
They're going to hold us up for eternity. They're everlasting. How does this apply to us? We're hopeful. We'll put our faith and trust in Christ that there is a future. We believe there is. And the well-known chapter, John chapter 14, tells us, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. What's troubling your heart tonight? Each one here is your face differ, so does your needs. Maybe it's your school, maybe it's work, employment, family. I don't know. What does God say to us here in John 14? Let not your heart be troubled. What are we to do? We're to believe. Believe in who? The God of yesterday, today, and for the future. For what does he say? The everlasting Father's house or many mansions. He's preparing mansions for us in the sky. That's the everlasting Father. He's prepared a place if we're saved. And he said another promise in this year. I will come again. That's the future. I will come again. He's not here. But he says, I will. That's a promise. God's book is full of promises. And we're to take them with us wherever we go. And we started off with an anchor. And that's where your anchor is in. The God of yesterday. The God of today. And the God forever. And he's the same God. And he said in Hebrews, in the, just the verse above it, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. There's a hymn in our hymn book. It's a hymn book, 90. And it says, Oh, how sweet the glorious message. Simple faith may claim. Yesterday, today, forever, Jesus is the same. Still he loves to save the sinful, heal the sick and lame, cheer the mourner, still the tempest, glory to his name. It's the same Jesus that is from yesterday, today, and forever. The verse 5 says, As of old he walked to Amos, with them to abide, so through all life's way he walketh, ever near our side. Soon again shall we behold him, the future soon again. Hasten, Lord, the day, but twill still be this same Jesus as he went away. So the same Jesus that left on a cross on the middle tree is coming back someday, and he's promised, I will come again. Where I am, there ye may be also. That's our promise here tonight, and it's the promise I leave with you tonight that you can be with Christ, and he's the same God of yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you very much. I'll give you a few announcements for thoughts for prayer. And as come before us, there are change on Sunday services. 
The Reverend Larry Power is taking the Sunday services and Chris Orr will be the following week. And then just remember the youth on Friday night, Andrew and George are given a word of testimony. Again, how God transfer, transformed their lives. He's working still in each one of us today. Remember David Wilson, who commences his ministry up in Ballyclare this Sunday, and uh, the Ploughing Championships Outreach down in the south, that the word that's given out there will reach into many homes. And uh, I'll ask you, maybe will you open in prayer, and then I'll close up. Thank you very much.